an African story formerly produced for radio, presented and read by Richard Nichols. Peter is now at home after a long day at school. Luck would have it. No homework was given. He can hear the car coming up the drive. It has to be his father coming home, even if it is only 1500 hours 30 in the afternoon. As Bob enters the front door, lying on the sideboard near the landline, is Peter's cell phone. It is common practice for Bob to check his son's phone. While looking at it, he sees that there is an outgoing call at 2200 hours last night to Linda and an incoming call and a voicemail left at 1400 hours. He makes a point of listening to the voice message. Hello, my boy. I'm sorry about last night, but if you heard me say cut the call and come back to bed, Dean, please forgive me. I am in love with a guard from the prison. I will explain in more detail to you and your father. Message left by Linda. He makes his way to Peter's room. We need to talk about being truthful with your dad. Did you phone mom last night? asks Bob. Peter replies, yes I did. Did you hear her ask Dean to come back to bed? continues his father. Peter turns and looks his dad in the eyes with tears running down his face. In a shaky voice, yes I did, but did not know how to face you with such bad news. I promise that I was planning to tell you tonight, no matter how hard it would have been. Thank you for your honest replies to my concerns over what your mother is up to. On a more positive note, let us go out for dinner, said Bob. That sounds good to me, replies Peter. A good night out will do us good, thought Bob to himself, as he walked to the car, Peter following behind him. Just as they had got into the car, a white unmarked van pulls up into the driveway. Out steps two young men in their thirties, give or take, was Bob's first impression of them. They both introduced themselves. The one to Bob's left spoke first. I am Superintendent Frank Scott of Scotland Yard. The one to Bob's right spoke in a softer tone and introduced himself as Detective Sergeant Hill from the FBI in the United States. How can I help you as my brother did all the crimes behind my back and is presently in prison? His health is not too good, as he was beaten up and now unable to speak as his voice box is damaged. Due to our strained relationship, I refuse to help him with medical or pay for the operation that could help him regain his ability to speak. According to the doctors, there's a small chance that with time he will talk again and be able to defend his case as he presently does not have an attorney and will not take on a state-appointed one either. He has lost all his money as all his accounts are frozen for now. Good day to you, gentlemen. I'm going out for dinner. Please see yourselves out. 
Take a right turn out of my driveway, then turn left. You will find a hotel to stay overnight. It is on me, gentlemen, and good luck, replies Bob firmly. Agents reply, thanks, Mr. Winters. Bob and Peter follow the van down the road and see them pull into the hotel. A good dinner, as in steak and chips and a Coke, were had at Frank's diner. Peter had a good time, as some fellow pupils from school were there as well. Sitting not too far at the corner table just ahead of Bob was the two overseas agents also had the same idea as them. At home, after a cup of coffee, both took their tired bodies to bed and slept through until morning, where Peter went to school and Bob stayed home. You've been listening to an episode of African Story, read and written by Richard Nichols. Join me again for another exciting installment of African Story coming soon.